Welcome to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for creatives launching your side hustle or second career. If you are a new creative business owner and you're struggling to find out how you can promote yourself authentically, find your ideal customers, and create a sales process that keeps customers in the pipeline, then you need a personal brand. That means if you own a business, you have a much better chance of winning people's trust if you bond with them first as a human being, and you do that by creating a personal brand. And that's the mission of this podcast. We will learn how to use a personal brand to help you launch and propel your creative business. Let's get started. Well, hello there and welcome to episode 22 of the Personal Branding with Lynn podcast. That makes me Lynn, Linford Morton, but of course you can call me Lynn, as all my friends do. And thank you, thank you so much for being with me again today. We continue our season two approach of the Personal Branding Podcast, where I go through personal branding from start to finish. So we started back in episode 20 with just overall definitions. I wanted to set the stage. One of the things you learn as a communicator is just to define things so that everybody's on the same page and in understanding what you're talking about. So we did that in episode 20. In episode 21, I presented a couple ideas that uh, that I'd run across on one way to think about starting your business and being quirky yet profitable and why that was a sustainable business model or why it could be a sustainable business model. And that was the whole start with 10 and then a thousand raving fans. And with a thousand raving fans, you can make a a good living. So that was the last episode last week. And, and now today in this episode, we're going to get into some of the meats. And we are going to begin talking about the decisions we have to make in order to create this personal brand that will be thriving and supporting our vision and helping us to launch our business. And so today we'll talk about four key foundational decisions. And I, I, you, I found that you have to be clear about certain things before any of this will work for you. You've got to be clear about these foundational items because this will set the stage for everything else you do. And the less clear you are about these things, the more you will feel like you are less focused and more floundering and less less successful and less less making you know not quite the impact you know in your heart that you can make and so this is why we call them foundational now i know that sometimes uh, we skip past these foundational things and that's sort of why i i so titled it i remember when i started my business 10 years ago. And I went to talk to one of those counselors at the small business 
administration. You know, they have these these business um, gurus who just give you free counseling. And I forget the name of the program. If you haven't checked it out, it's very good. It's worth checking out. So I, I got a, a a meeting with this you know business executive who did the free counseling, and basically he said, "What have you done so far?" And I told him everything I've done. And his his response to me was, "Oh, you just did the fun stuff. You haven't done any of the real work in setting up a business yet." Ooh, okay. I didn't know I was doing it because it was fun. <laughs> I just thought I was doing it even though it was fun. But, and and p- perhaps he had, yeah, well, he did have a point there because there were some things that I just, I, I needed to work through and I had not yet. And he gave me some advice that I did not take that I probably should have taken. And a couple of years later, when I found myself in the very place he told me to go, I thought, uh, so he was he was right, old chap. I should have listened. So I don't want that for you, of course. And so this is why we're going to talk about the foundational decisions that you need to make today. In fact, I've even created a downloadable PDF that you can use for your own planning purposes as you work through the four questions. Go to EP22 dot lynnmorton.com ep as in episode 22 as in this episode <laughs> dot l-y-n-m-o-r-t-o-n just in case you didn't know how to spell my name dot com and that should take you to this week's episode all right now one more thing before i before i get going you know, they always tell you when you're doing public speaking, don't apologize for stuff. Just go right into your message because people won't even know you're screwed up. But I feel horrible. I should have been here yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'll just be transparent. I struggle with this kind of consistency thing because I have I have everything planned for you to go out yesterday. And then for some reason, something comes up and I just can't get to it. Even when I think I'm starting five days ahead of time, something just keeps coming up. And it's no excuse. I'm just letting you know that it is my intention to have these out on Mondays unless I have failed miserably as I have this week. My apologies. All right. Enough of this foolishness. Let's get to work. All right. By the way, if you're wondering how your personal brand is being received, well, you know that depends on a number of factors, and some of it will be how professionally you appear based on some industry standards, and others will be how you're using the tools to help you begin and nurture relationships. Now, to help you figure out where you are and where you might need to begin working, I've created an audit, a personal brand audit. 10 simple, easy questions designed to get you thinking and to give you some feedback based on these questions on why these things might be important and to help you assess where you might be. 10 easy questions. It should take you a few minutes, but I think the insights you get on yourself will be invaluable. It's very, it's free and you go to personalbrandaudit.co, personalbrandaudit.co. 
co, and you can sign up and take the quiz there and see how you're showing up and how your personal brand is possibly being received. In the 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, yeah, I just said that, (laughs) Mr. Miyagi begins his karate lessons by making Daniel wash all of his cars with the wax-on, wax-off method. Now, if for some reason you have not seen this instant classic, The Karate Kid, and you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a short clip of the part of the video that I'm talking about on this episode's, um, this episode's page. So you can go see what I'm talking about, but I'm trusting that you've seen the karate kid and you know what I'm talking about when I say wax on wax off. So in the movie, Daniel, who moves from Newark to Los Angeles and he gets in some trouble and he's been beat up by some bullies at school um, because he's talking to one of their ex-girlfriends or you know how that goes in high school. And the the maintenance man or the super in his building is Mr. Miyagi, who is a quiet, you know, um, a quiet man who he, as he finds out, knows karate because when the kids come to bully him, Mr. Miyagi just, you know, lets them all have it with his karate. And so Daniel pleads with him, please, please teach me karate. And so Mr. Miyagi says, okay, but if I do, you have to do everything I say, no back talk. And he goes, sure, anything, anything, please just teach me. And he says, take your hand, make a circle one way and the other way, wash the car, Wax on, wax off. And wax on is like a, 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 a clockwise wide circle with his right hand. Wax off is a, like a counterclockwise wide circle with his left hand. And this is the way he was supposed to wash the car. And, and of course, Daniel is annoyed because he thinks this guy's just trying to get free labor out of me. And what he learns later on was, there was a method to the madness because these motions that he was going through when he was waxing on and waxing off became some of the defensive moves he had to use in karate. And he'd done it so much that he became muscle memory. So that long story I told is just to set up the fact that sometimes the foundational stuff can be boring. Sometimes they can be tedious but sometimes you need them to beat the bully up. No, sorry. But sometimes you need them to be able to master your craft or or to do what we need to do in personal branding to get you to the, you know, to get you set up for success. And so we are going to talk about four foundational key decisions that you will have to make and be clear on and and I'm going to insist 
I'm going to insist that you take the time and write down your answers to all these decisions and the inventory questions I'm going to pose beforehand. Like, do the work. And like Daniel, you might say, I don't want to do the wax on, wax off, washing your car. This is a waste of time. But these things will set you up so that when you need them, you'll be able to call on these foundational elements. Is that a tortured <laughs> connection between my intro story? Anyway, so the, the the point here, of course, is please, 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 we're going to talk about some things, and I want you to really think about them and write them down. You know, there is some 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 thinking, and there is some data, and and there are some results of studies that say when you write things down, they stick better, and you retain more, and it it actually helps you um, with the with the learning process. So that's my pitch for that. So please. Write these things down, think about them, and then make some decisions, hopefully by the end of, you know, this exercise that will set you up and your foundation for success, all right? So, what we need to do first is find the authentic you. Personal branding is about authenticity, after all. It's about you. And so to discover your ideal personal brand, there's some questions you really must answer about yourself. Now, personal branding doesn't mean I can just create a personality or I can just create a brand out of thin air. It works best when it's more closely tied to who you are. And that's what this is really all about. The more honest and authentic you can be, the better foundation you will create for your personal brand. So I'm going to suggest you start with some inventory questions. Now, before we get to that, if you recall in episode 10, finding your niche, and I'd suggest going back and reacquainting yourself with that, I introduced a concept called the three P's. And if you still think, if you're at the part of your journey where you're not quite sure what your business is or what you want, like, I know I want to do something, but I'm not quite sure what it should be. The three P's are, were a framework we, we introduced for, in, for a way of thinking about it. So the three P's stand for your, your passion, your proficiency, and what is profitable, your profitability. And the the thinking is almost like a Venn diagram. Your sweet spot is going to be somewhere at the intersection of your passions, what you're proficient at, and what can be profitable in the marketplace. And if you find that sweet spot of that intersection, that's usually where you're going to want to build and create your business around. Now, for the passion, they're saying it's you don't think of it as work. It's something you do and you just get energized when you're doing it. I remember the first time, my first job when I showed up and I started working on publications and it was right out of school. And I remember going home and thinking to myself, I can't believe they pay me to do this. I would do this for free. 
that's when you know you've caught your some work where you are working within your passion. You're doing something you love. And what do you find yourself daydreaming about? And you find yourself daydreaming about other ways you can continue this work or or you know what else you might do. What what do you enjoy learning about when you're reading more blogs or listening to podcasts? You know, what 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 do you find yourself um going to or gravitating to? These are your passions. And if money wasn't an issue, what would you do? I'm gonna throw something else in there. And this might sound a little crude, but one of the questions you might ask yourself is what pisses you off? Because sometimes your your passion might be in in relationship to the things that annoy you the most, the things that make you most most frustrated and angry. I once heard a pastor, if any of you knew know about Pastor Bishop Jakes, he always said the things that frustrate you most when you're in church are probably the places where you should be investing your time and volunteering. If you don't like the way they're singing, it's probably because you should be up there either singing or leading. If you don't like the, you know, I used to go to church and I'd always hate the way the newsletters looked or the websites. And I'd always end up in, in some capacity working on their communications team because it just made me cringe. A lot of the times when I saw what they were creating and sending out as, as, um, you know, professional work to represent them. So what upsets you? So that's the passion P. The second is proficiency, because it's not enough that you like doing it. You have to be good at it too, right? So what are you good at? Like, what are you, where have you been rewarded? Where have you received awards for your work? And and another good um, indicator is what do people ask you to do or to help them with? You know, someone if all your friends are asking you, "Hey, do you mind helping me with such and such?" Because I know you're good at it. That's a that's a clue that not only do they value your your expertise there, but but you know they they see it and they want you know they want to be a part of it. I you know my, it's so funny. I when I asked myself that question, this is how I ended up in the personal branding space because. I remember that throughout my last, you know, 20 or 30 years, from side households to work, I have helped so many friends and family members get their branding stuff together. <laughs> you know, I've created websites for people and logos and and uh, brochures and and help them, you know, choose their their brand elements and fix up their it's just so many of those things I end up doing for just about everyone because at some point they all call me and say, "Hey, I need your help with this." And that's what I do, so I show up. So, what are people asking you to do and you know, what are they requesting your help for? What have you been when you go back over if and when you worked and you go over your annual, your annual, um, not the reports or surveys, the thing you get when you sit down with your boss, what are the things you 
are always praised for doing well. You know, I always got, hey, he's a great writer. He is a great, um, you know, he creates great speeches. He's a great presenter. I get all these things, and those always tops on, on all of my, um, you know, all of my, um, what do you, whatever you call it, the, <laughs> my, 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 my employee evaluations. That's it. The my evaluations and 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 then there are things I that I consistently never didn't get good remark good good and you know good marks on. And of course, I know that I can't build a business around those things because that's probably where I'm going to need to you know bring in some people to help me. So proficiency is the second P, and then the third P is profitability. So yeah. You're good at it. Yeah, you know, you have fun doing it. But is anybody going to pay money for it? Because at the end of the day, what makes it a business is that somebody has a problem that they're willing to pay money to help you to get you to help them to fix. You know, that's business in a nutshell. I have a problem and I'm willing to pay good money to get you to help me with the solution. And so is it profitable, right? So is it marketable? Are there, is there an audience for whatever it is you see as your final products? Is anyone paying for it? I mean, that's the easiest way to, to find out if it's profitable, Google it. And is there, you know, if it's a, if it's a class or a workshop, is anybody teaching it? And is, is, are they charging money and is anybody paying for it? You go into Amazon and and see if there are any books under under that um, title or focus area. And is anybody writing books? And is anybody buying them? And what are the people in the reviews saying about them? Because usually people will tell you a lot in those reviews about what their problems were, why they sought the book out, and how it helped them, and what they wished it had. Boy, that's good information. So is is it profitable? Is someone somewhere making money on it? Is there a way to to find the audience and is there a a a way to get to the audience in a way that is um feasible, right? It always helps if the audience already congregates in some place or another. If there's somewhere that or something around which they all organize or meet, it, 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 it's really helpful because in your marketing, you know that if I show up here, I'm going to find all of them. And I know they're talking about this so I can show up here and be helpful and get to them. And if you're an artist, then it's, you know, the people who are interested in what you produce, where do you find them? And that's really what you want to find about profitability. So your three P's are your passion, proficiency, and profitability. So now here's another way to think about these kinds of things. These are some more specific questions. And I got these from Thinkific. And Thinkific is the vendor I use to host my my classes, my courses, and I'll have a course on some of these things coming up in the near future. And, you know, Thinkific does the back end, but they also, like a lot of these vendors, produce lots of helpful information. And so <clears throat> here are, you know, three overall big questions that they want you to ask. And it's a version of what we just went through. What are your skills and credentials? 
you know, what skills have you acquired throughout your life? What training credentials, certifications, or awards have you received? We talked about that in the, in the P for, for proficiency. And then there, what are your passions or interests? And we talk about that in the passion P2. What industries and topics are you most interested in? And what are you, you know, you know, what are you passionate about? But here's a one that they, we did not have in the three Ps, which will be also helpful in your personal brand. What are your values or beliefs? What are, your, what are some of your most important core values? What do you believe in? What do you stand for? And what do you stand against? That, that, that almost feels like when I talked about what upsets you, because your value system and the things that you believe in and the things you stand against can be very unifying for the correct audience. You see now a lot of of brands now and companies are starting to take stands on and social issues on in the kinds of things that lots of times brands would stay away from. So I, you know, you might think to yourself and, and, and they say that the new generation, they're more loyal to that than they are to the brand itself. So you're more loyal to the brand that stands for what you stand for and believes in what you believe in. So when a company goes out and says, you know, we believe in, this and so for me i remember seeing if i don't remember what the issue was but i remember seeing that nike came out with a very strong ad about a social justice issue and i i was wearing nikes and at that point i when i saw the ad i said man i love those guys i'm going to continue buying their stuff because they were in line with my value system and uh, so for that, a lot of your potential clients or audience will reward you. So think about your values and your belief system as the other thing that you want to be clear about. So those are the sort of the questions-ish, the inventory that you want to take on yourself to, to begin to start to clarify who you are so that now you can begin to build your brand. And so now we can get to the four foundational decisions or elements of your brand. I might, I could have called them elements, but I think they're decisions. And so we'll go with that, okay? So the first one is your brand vision. And what do you want to be known for? If you had to become the world's go-to expert on a topic, what would that be? Be and and this becomes important because you are building the brand in many cases because we are the brand, you know, the brand is us and we are the face of the business and the products might change, but they come to us because we are the brand and they like how we represent it. You want to know what do you want to be known for? Because at the end of the day, if someone is introducing you and saying, boy, you should go see you know, you know, this person, they are good at this. You have to think if you had to write that introduction yourself and that might not be a bad exercise, what do you want them to say? So your brand vision, what do you want to be known for? Now, your brand mission, 
is the second of the the pillars, your brand mission. And it, it really is, what's your purpose and what do you want to accomplish? So this is more the, the big goal. Like when you see yourself a year or five down the road, you know, what changes in the world would you would like to have ushered in? You know, what things are, you know, that that in the world would you like to see? You know what? This has changed because you showed up. And boy, because you were here, this happened. I like that because Seth Godin does the opposite of someone asked him, how do you know that you've made an impact? And he said, will they miss you if you're gone? Right? Think about that. Will they miss you if you're gone? And and so the brand mission is like, why? Why would they miss you if you're gone? Because what is it that you're accomplishing and what is it you're using to, what are you, how are you serving them and how are you helping them? And, 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 and what, what problem are you going to solve and what transformation will you bring about in their life so that they remember you and miss you when you're gone? So think about that. That is your brand mission. And then number three is the message. There's a message. There is the, the mission and then there is the message. You've got to communicate that now, this, this, this mission of yours. And, what what do you want to say about it? And you really have to. And this this begins the process of boiling down your 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 marketing to the the three messages messages that the one message of that is your overall value proposition. When when you're in a in a networking environment or standing in line at at the local Target or or even at if you are, you know, somewhere where you strike up a conversation with a stranger and they ask, so what do you do? You know, what comes next? And how you say it is it becomes very important. That is the message of not only the label, and the last thing you want to do is give a label, but you want to talk about what you do in a way that if this person is at all potentially receptive or a potential customer or client that they go, really tell me more. And so how do you, how do you put together in syntax that initial response so that you not only pique their interest, but you get them leaning forward and saying, tell me more and giving you the opportunity to say, and, and well, here is an example of what I do. And they go, well, how can I learn more about this? And you have them leaning in. So this is all in messaging. And, and you know, there are ways, and we'll get into this in, a, in, of course, all of these in upcoming episodes, how you begin to structure messaging to make this happen. So, if you could, if you could only, if you only have, and this is why they call it the elevator pitch. If you only have 10 seconds of someone, as you go from floor one to floor 10 to say, this is what I do and get them to go, give me a business card. or give me a call. What do you say? So your brand message is the third key decision. What do you want to say? 
and how will you say it to make the most impact? And then the fourth thing you'll care about is your brand personality. And this is important because and you don't realize it because part of the brand personality is going to be part of your own personality infused into the business. Some people are more playful and irreverent. Some people are more professorial. Hello. And uh, and they're, they, they're more teaching style. Some people are more, I'm just going to... Um, encourage and encourage and encourage and boy I'm going to lead the way with excitement and uh, you know there are other people who are just going to inspire you by doing and all of these personalities have their place and they're all important because they help you attract the right person if I am a a teacher at heart and somebody just wants someone who is just you know an irreverent um, an irreverent, you know, person who is, and there are those kinds, you know, out there who are just, you know, they're just fun and they're irreverent. And, and there's some podcasts I cannot listen to because I'm on there for 25 minutes and I haven't learned a thing and I don't know where they're going and I can't understand, you know, the structure of this. And, and for me, that's not a good fit because it's like you are just talking about any and everything for 25 minutes. And at the end, you give me two seconds of information. And I think what a waste of time that was. And so I, I also structured these podcasts so that I am, you know, get trying to give, trying to teach and give value throughout in a, in an organized way, because that's the way, you know, that's my brand personality. How about that? And you have to figure out what yours is because that would all, that will also permeate through the visuals and through your content and through your social media approach. That brand personality will infuse itself through everything and it will be part of your personal brand. So you want to be clear about who that is. Now, if you are having, if you're struggling with it, there's a resource, um, Kay Putnam, K-A-Y-E Putnam. She has a free quiz on her website called Your Brand Archetype, where there are like 16 of these personality types. And you take the quiz and she gives you what she thinks your personality type might be and how you might then want to show up in your content. It's, it's, it's. You know, taking the test, I thought, oh, this is, this is whacked. I'm not sure how this will work. But when I got the result, I thought, huh, I can see that. My only, you know, my only frustration with it is that they gave me a wide range of results. They gave me four potential personalities that were all very different. So now I have to go back and choose the one I want and hone in on it. Or, I don't know, maybe meld, meld them in. But... It, it's, it's, if you are at that place where you say, I have no idea where to begin thinking about my brand of personality, that might be a good resource. I'll link to it in the show notes if you, you missed it. So those are the four things that will begin to define your brand. And the clearer you are on these, these four things and in, Subsequent episodes will dig deeper into some of them, but the clearer you are in these four things, then the better foundation, wax on, wax off, you will have for your personal 
brand. So your brand vision, what do you want to be known for and to whom? Your brand mission, what do you want to accomplish and what what change do you want to see in the world and what service will you provide? Your brand message, how will you talk about that? And what words will you use to help people automatically see the value you provide and want to be a part of it? And then personality number four how do you present that in and infuse a personality that also attracts the kind of people who are compatible with your personality type so these are your four key decisions that will lead to four key elements of your personal brand now remember you can download from ep22.lynnmorton.com you can Go there and download a copy of a PDF that you can use to work through these things. But I would say that even if you don't, even if you just go get a piece of pen and paper, I will urge you to take the time and do the work and try and get to some clarity on these issues. Now, if you're still struggling with it, shoot, you know, shoot me an email, lynn at lynnmorton.com and let me know what you're thinking about because, you know, as I continue to create my courses and my, and the tools to help you with some of these decisions, it's good to know where you might be struggling. All right. So that is it for your, for your foundational elements, your four key foundational elements for your personal brand. Well, thank you again for joining me for another episode of Personal Branding with Lynn. And in episode 22, when we talked about the foundational elements of your brand, I really, really hope that something you heard today was helpful. And if it is, boy, please let me know. You can reach me at the Personal Branding with Lynn on Facebook or on on Instagram. And if you're finding this helpful, Go on over to Apple Podcasts and do the whole rate and review thing. You know, this is how, this is the currency that we all try to build in the podcasting world. So if you would do that, boy, I would just, just love it. And you'd be, you'd help us help more people. All right. So thank you so much for that. And thank you again, again, for another week of personal branding. I'll talk to you again, again, next week when we go down the next step in our personal branding journey. Hey, have a good week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something helpful from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, I'd love to hear about it. Please let me know and share it with our listening friends. We'd love to encourage and support you along your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn, either on Facebook or on Instagram. Don't forget you can subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another creative business owner. 
That's it for now. Let's get together next Monday and do it all over again. Good luck this week. Cheers. Cheers.